Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Ottawa Senators Edition. This time we are joined by Nate, who is the managing editor of Silver 7 Cents, which is the Senators blog on the SB Nation Network. Nate, how are you tonight? I'm real good. I'm real good. How about you? Good, thank you. So um, we'll just get right into it. I was taking a look. It looks like the Sens have gone three and six since they beat the Flyers two to one a few weeks ago. Um, just kind of generally, how have things been going for the Senators in that time? Well, it's funny. Philadelphia kind of caught Ottawa right in the middle of what was their kind of best run of play of the season. So, ah, lucky late, us. Yeah, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, so they'd won two of the three games before they played Philly. And then they won, let me just do some quick math here, three, you know, three of the next four after that. So it was definitely, from Philadelphia's perspective, probably the wrong time to play Ottawa. My memory of that game, and maybe you remember it differently than I do, is that Philadelphia came out like gangbusters in the first five minutes, and I thought it was going to be a complete walkover. And then I don't know what happened to them for the rest of the game, and to my eyes, anyways, Ottawa was the better team. I think it was one of the best games they played all year. Uh, I think they were full marks for that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think we were that game the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so con- congratulations to Philadelphia on that. You uh, probably were the victims of one of Ottawa's best possible games. All right. That's an extremely Flyers thing right there. So I like that. Um, But, I mean, you know, I, I think that when I talked about the senators last time, it's kind of like same with the wings. Um, You can't really avoid just like acknowledging that right now the senators are, if you want to be nice about it, a team in transition. They're just not, they're just not going to win a lot of hockey games. It is what it is. Um, But there are some bright spots, right? Like JG Peugeot has been having a pretty good season for you guys so far, right? Yeah. So I think a couple things, one, um, Ottawa's not a good team, but they're not as bad as the Wings. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, that's true. You do have that going for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with faint praise there. But I, I'd say that Ottawa's uh, an interesting team because if you look at a lot of their underlying shot metrics, if you look at the ways that you might try to ascertain whether a team is um, competitive or not, they're actually not totally awful. Uh, I I was worried coming into this year that they were going to be totally awful. And the issue that they have is that they don't, they're really lacking in top end skill guys. And so to your point, you end up in situations where guys like JG Pajot, who is, who's having a great season. And I think is actually a, a pretty underrated player in terms of the way the rest of the league looks at him, you know, being asked to do all the heavy lifting in terms of scoring, like, Ottawa has actually done a pretty good job mostly of playing teams fairly even territorially. Like this isn't, you know, those Sabres teams that were, that were so, you know, kind of obviously tanking. It's not like that. They just don't have the skill to, you know, score enough goals to win games. And so, yeah, JG Pajot is having a great season. Um, Brady Kachuk is, I, I think a very good player. He's, he's a lot better than, I had possibly hoped, but the the top kind of end talent isn't there to play with them. Like they've got kind of one third of a top line in in Brady Kachuk, and that like that's kind of it. And then they've got like a guy who I would describe as a very very good third line center, or maybe even a pretty good second line center in JG Pajot. And then the rest are just kind of guys who are there 
<laughs> you know? Right, yeah. And so that's kind of been the this, this story of this season. I would say, yeah, Kachuk and Peugeot are probably the, the two kind of brightest spots so far, I, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And Shabbat's pretty good too, right? Yeah, Shabbat's interesting because he's I, I, he's definitely someone I'm, I'm very excited about for the future. He hasn't, and I mean, I'm not trying to be too much of a wet blanket here, but he hasn't really taken the big step that I had kind of hoped he would um, from a defensive perspective. Like the Sens still get shots like crazy and they get offensive shots like crazy, especially for them when he's on the ice. Um, and he is supremely skilled, but he's not tilting the ice in Ottawa's favorite kind of the way that I hoped he would yet. Now, I mean, listen, mm. he's, 20, he's 22. They just signed him to that big extension. You know, I, I feel very good about, about Chabot overall, but he hasn't, he, ha, he has been like, to me, like an extremely mild disappointment. Oh, okay. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I wanted to talk to you about is, um, so, like I said, the, the Sens are obviously in transition. They're going to need to find some kind of way yes. to rebuild the team into, you know, a respectable hockey team while at the same time having an owner who doesn't want to pay anybody any money. Um, yes. And obviously, like, the only way you're going to do that is by developing talent in-house. And from what I understand, hmm. the Belleville Senators have been doing pretty well in the AHL. So are there any bright spots down there right now? Oh, yeah, definitely. So it's Ottawa's... Um, if if we'd been having this conversation, you know, a year or a year and a half ago, things would have seemed a lot more dire um, because, you know, they're in a situation where they needed to or they were going to, needed is a strong word, but they were going to offload a bunch of their skill guys, and there weren't really a lot of super promising prospects. But, you know, some of the people they got in in the Eric Carlson trade, like I'm thinking of Josh Norris here, is having a great season in the AHL. He's playing with Drake Batherson, who's leading the AHL in scoring, or he was last time I looked. Um They've got Vitaly Abramov on that line, who's having a great year, too. Um, no, Ottawa's prospects, especially at forward, um, the defensemen or the defense prospects that they have are probably a little further away from being NHL ready. Uh, the, one of the big ones is in the NCAA right now, Jacob Bernard Docker. And then the other one is uh, currently in Finland, Lassie Thompson, who, is, who they just drafted. So the, the, the future is bright. It's still a question, though, of how long it takes to get there. I think from a senator's right. perspective, like this year is going to be bad. They've got so many promising players in uh, the AHL and, and, you know, the various other NCAA and uh, CHL leagues that, you know, if you told me in three to four years they weren't competitive, I'd be really shocked. But, you know, there's no... It's not like they've got, you know, Sidney Crosby, you know, mm -hmm. for sure coming up either, right? So it's it's a little bit uncertain, but there's there's definitely a lot of positive things to to write home about for sure. And you're better than the Devils, which is just for me personally, I really enjoy it. I don't understand. You do you know do you have any deep theories about what's going on there? Because that team looks like it should be better than it is. I don't understand. 
I don't know. It just brings me a lot of joy because there was just so much made about how they won the off season and like everything they did was just outstanding and they were going to be so good. And there were a lot of Flyers fans that were super pissy about the moves that they made in the off season compared to the ones that we made. And it's just really satisfying to see them suck. I don't really know what it is. I don't know if it's, I mean, outside of the really big names, I'm not sure how good they are. And their goaltending's pretty bad, so. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's true. Their goaltending's been bad. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it's true. Like, they're, they're, the big names haven't had this season they'd hoped for. I just, at the start of the season, when I looked at that roster, I, I wasn't certain they were going to be a playoff team. And I was like, they'll at least be competent. But I, like... I don't know. Like, they are not. <laughs> no. I certainly expected them to be better than, you know, second worst team in the league. But yeah, I will absolutely take it if that's what the hockey guys want to give me because it's, it's fun. <laughs> so getting into this game a little bit, um, there must be something that's going well for the Senators right now that could be you know like if they're going to beat the flyers in this yeah. game what is the thing that's going to do it well so there are a couple of things i mean i i guess i i've come across pretty pessimistically early earlier but as i, I mean said, we're hockey fans Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and senators fans naturally. right yeah. um no i mean kind of what i was saying before like they're not actually as the, as kind of run of play goes they're not a terrible team like they're not I would like the Flyers aren't going to trounce them unless something goes really bad. And the way that Ottawa wins games right now is, you know, they play teams roughly even uh, and they get good goaltending. So one of the things that sunk them the last, you know, three or four games uh, has been that Anders Nielsen, who had been very hot to start the year, has gotten bombed. Um, and Craig Anderson was injured and had missed a few games. So they were kind of in a bad place goaltending wise and for a team that operates on such thin margins if they don't have really good goaltending you know they're not going to win mm-hmm. the way that they beat the flyers is to be honest with you probably the way they beat them earlier this year which is you know they use the pajo line to shut down whoever the the flyers kind of you know top line du jour is um and they can be very effective at that the pajo line along with nick paul and connor brown are very good checkers and they also generate a fair amount of offense as evidenced by JG Pajot's uh, scoring. And then that frees up the nominal top line, uh, which is Kachuk, Logan Brown, who's a pretty highly touted prospect and Anthony Duclair uh, to play against, you know, lesser competition. I know against the Flyers, what that probably means is they're going to get Sean Couturier's line, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which probably is not actually going to be good for them. Yeah. Because uh, Couturier is a destroyer of worlds. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if if that, I mean, that's the blueprint is that the, the third line, you know, effectively neutralizes the other team's top line. And that frees up the top line to, you know, generate some offense, especially off the rush. Um, you know, the, the seasons that, Duclair and Kachuk have had scoring-wise have mostly been, you know, by generating chances off the rush. So that's that like that's the blueprint. You know, play them tight, hope the third line neutralizes the first line, get some decent goaltending, and you know, hope your skill guys pot a goal or two. Um, it's not impossible, it just doesn't happen enough for Ottawa. Right. Um, so we've talked a lot about kind of the the bigger name guys, like the guys that 
you know are going to perform well for the mm-hmm. Suns. Um, tell me about somebody who we might not know about who's been playing well that we should keep an eye on. Earlier this season, I, w- I would have said Connor Brown. Uh, Connor Brown uh, came over in the uh, Cody CC Nikita Zaitsev trade um, and was not someone that I was honestly super high on coming over to uh, Ottawa. I didn't think it was like enough to just to get Connor Brown to take on Nikita Zaitsev's contract. But he's actually been, he's, he's an absolute demon on the forecheck. Um, he is reasonably skilled. He meshes really well with Pajot. He's, he's been going through a bit of a goal-scoring drought. I don't think he's ever going to be a, a great goal scorer, but it's actually been a long time since he fought one now. Um, but he's definitely someone you'll, you'll notice. Uh, another kind of underrated player that I think is uh, kind of a good uh, option to, um, to, to maybe surprise a little bit is probably Logan Brown. Um, I actually forget if he was in the lineup when Ottawa played the Flyers. I think he was, but he is by far the best passer on the Sens team. Uh, he's a big guy. Um, he's one of their kind of top prospects. But he hasn't, he, before this year, he hadn't really kind of established himself in the NHL. And now that a lot of the team's kind of old guard has moved on, he's been given the mantle of a, a top-line center. And he, especially on the power play, um, he's not a fantastic skater, so sometimes five on five, he struggles a little bit. But especially on the power play, when he's got time and space with the puck, he is a superb passer. So if, if someone is going to do something that might wow you on... on um, on Saturday and from, you know, kind of unexpected place, I, my money would be on Logan Brown. Okay. Um, any flyers that you're looking forward to seeing besides um, Sean Couture, Destroyer of Worlds, which, by the way, I will be using for the rest of my life to, destroy, to describe Sean Couture. So thank he's, you for that. He's so good. I, he's I, abs- it's absurd how good he is. I knew Sean Couture was good. Um, and I, I guess it's just like the scale of how good he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appreciated. Um, who else am I, am I worried about? I mean, I'm, I'm always worried about, um, you know, Claude Giroux and yeah. I, I mean, Travis Konechny's having the year that I guess Flyers fans were all hoping he would. Uh, yeah. He's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Konechny has been a lot of fun. I'm actually, you know what I'm curious about and, and maybe you've got some thoughts on this is what the hell is going on with Shane Goss's bear? Uh, because he got healthy scratched if I if I saw that properly, right? He did three games in a row, which was That's, I did. You know, are there that many better defensemen than Shane Gosses on the Philadelphia Flyers? Has he fallen Ab- far? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> so the I mean, he has been um, through last season and to start the season off. There's just no way around it. Not good. Like pretty bad. Um, and not even just like not playing as well his as he usually does, but like actively hurting the team bad. So I'm not sure what was going on with him to start the season. Um, but they brought him back into the lineup. He had a pretty good game against the Red Wings, and then they played the Canadians, and it was not great, but not terrible. Um, but the other night against the Leafs, he had an absolutely outstanding game. Like easily his best game that he's played in a year and a half so I'm not sure if something has clicked with him if that was just like a one-off that he played really well but um he's the kind of guy that gets way in his own head when he's not playing well so I think that he just maybe the sitting helped I'm not sure but uh yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see 
how he plays over these next couple of games, just because he played so well against the Leafs that that was like the odd game for him. So it'll be interesting to see if he keeps that up or if he goes back to kind of being a bit of a disappointment. So that's so interesting because I mean, certainly from an outsider's perspective, he was one of the players that I was kind of aware of as being obviously a positive contributor historically. And you know, it's not like I watch a ton of Philadelphia Flyers hockey, but, you know, I try to watch other teams when I can. Yeah, and yeah. I certainly watch some Flyers games. And it, it used to be, anyways, that he was an impressive puck-moving defenseman. Like, he was someone who, you know, got into the play well and, you know, provided some offense, seemed competent defensively, maybe not spectacular, but competent. And mm-hmm. I was just, it. I guess I wasn't paying attention this year. So, so Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we all kind of talked ourselves into believing that it was the previous coaching staff that was holding him back. Um, But even after they were all fired, he continued to not perform terribly well. But I don't think any of us expected it to carry into this season with everything um, being new and better. Um, It's yeah, it was surprising to see him struggle so much, but hopefully he's turning it around. We'll see. Fingers crossed for you guys. Yeah, I mean, but he's he's definitely better than the guy that would replace him, Robert Haig, who is just terrible. Um, yeah, that's, that seems like a weird lineup choice. But. Yeah, I mean, the, it's either Haig or you call up somebody from the AHL. So, yeah, it's, in my opinion, bad Shane Gosses Bear is better than good Robert Haig. So I would, I would take him every time. But I, I would be surprised if he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, so... The final thing that I will ask you to wrap this up um, is just to give me a shot in the dark prediction for how you think the final score of this game is going to turn out. Uh, so Ottawa doesn't score a lot of goals, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go out on a limb and say they're not going to score a lot of goals. Um, <laughs> okay. But I'm, I'm actually going to be I'm going to be optimistic about this, and I'm going to say um, because they had such success against against Philadelphia last time they played them, and I, I kind of wonder a little bit if there's something stylistically there um sometimes you know not so good teams for whatever reason their style is is pretty effective against better teams so i'm gonna say ottawa three two in overtime that's that's my call oh god another overtime game (laughs) there have been so many so i i have been first of all i am almost never even close to being right with these predictions which is super fun for me um but also i have been like distressingly positive about the Flyers this season. And then last game, I was like, oh, these guys are due for a loss. They're playing the Leafs. The Leafs are playing good now. They're probably going to lose this game. This is going to be the one that they drop, but no big deal. It's the Leafs. And then they go out and put six up against the Leafs. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe they are actually this good. So I'm going to continue the positivity train that I've been on. And I'm going right. to say Flyers 4-1. That's, I mean, listen, that's, <laughs> it's hard for me to argue that. That's not a, a totally unreasonable outlandish prediction. Um, I, I, I guess I will say I'd be surprised if Philadelphia, like, really dominates the play, because Ottawa's, I think, a bit yeah. better team than people give them credit for in that sense. But, yeah, I mean, listen, if, if Philadelphia gets to, uh, if Philadelphia gets to even three goals, it's probably lights out for Ottawa. So. All right. Well, we'll see what happens then. So... <laughs> 
Flyers Senators afternoon hockey on Saturday, which is the best kind of Saturday hockey, in my opinion. Yes. 1 p.m. Yeah, 1 p.m. puck drop for us so everybody can, you know, chill out, watch some hockey, and still have a whole afternoon to do fun stuff. A whole stuff. evening, too. Yeah, yeah uh, right? It's great. Reflect on the great triumph of the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nate, so much for doing this. This was great. Oh, it was my pleasure. All right. Everybody enjoy the game. Go Flyers.